0: to the unwrap leader podcast where we get raw real and relevant in the new network marketing so you can become a gifted leader in your business i'm Tracy doer from australia and i'm tisha doriana from canada welcome 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 and we are doing an episode on amplifying your audience in your network marketing business this happens to be like 76 um so we're now into our next milestone of hitting a hundred so i would love to love to know how many of you have been following us how many podcasts have you actually been able to catch have you subscribed with us yet because this is how we can monitor and measure our success in this podcast um, experience that Tisha and I are bringing to you. So again, we're saying to you guys, if we could do one thing, a gift for us, a Christmas gift, a Black Friday gift, go and subscribe, because we really, really would love you to make that happen for us. And it really means a lot to what we are doing. So as we talk about amplifying your audience, we wanted to just kind of bring a few things to you. Number one is we have been really expanding a lot on your the power of your personal brand, your brand presence, being able to stand out, build trust, as well as attract that ideal audience. But what we thought we would do today is talk about what do you do with that audience? How do you nurture them? How do you take them from now to the long-term lifetime? And so that's kind of where we thought we would grow on this. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about email lists. We're gonna talk about Facebook communities And we know there's a lot more to nurturing, but we just thought these are some real things that are in the new network marketing. And I know myself personally being in the industry as long as I have, it certainly wasn't something that we did growing my business back in the day. Everything was belly to belly, face to face. And maybe we would send out the odd email, but very rare. And I'll tell you why I'm really passionate about this. And I brought this, Tisha and I have talked about this, is if I think about all the years of the customers that I had, I relied so heavily on my company's database. I never once took those email addresses for my own private purpose to be able to nurture them personally. And so when I left after 23 years, I didn't have that data with me. And it's an absolute crime because now more than ever before, data is king. It's how we monitor, we measure, and how we grow in our absolute business. So if there's one nugget you can take from this is how important it is to have an email list, have that data to take those customers and do something with them. And so Tisha is going to really expand on that email list. But again, I hope you've enjoyed what we've been sharing with you. Uh, Go back to the past podcast because they've really been highlighting these topics. And so today, let's go a little bit more on how we can nurture that audience with your email list. So Tisha, please, without further ado, share with us.
1: Absolutely. I love this topic because I've been doing an email list since before we even started the Unwrapped Leader. And it was something that was brought to my attention when I started uh, investing in myself and hired a coach. And I remember them asking me, if your social media shut down tomorrow, your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok, whatever platform you're on. And we had this actually happen, I think a couple years years ago where I think it was Facebook or Instagram or maybe both shut down for like, it was an entire day and people, I swear, did not know what to do with themselves. But I just want you to think about that because so many of us create Facebook communities, And we have messages with people on Facebook and Instagram. And just think if that were to shut down tomorrow, like these are free apps, would you still have a business? And if the answer is no, that probably means you need to come up with a plan B, right? As Tracy said, having those contacts is so important today. And not just about social media shutting down, but what if your company shut down? we never want to think this is even a possibility, right? Like that would be devastating to so many of us who have decided to pursue the network marketing industry, right? Um, Especially someone like myself who does it full time. I mean, I've obviously learned a lot over the years and have become more smart and have an email list, but a lot of people do not. And there are free ways to do it. There's paid versions. And I'm going to talk a little bit about both. In fact, I think it was a few weeks ago that I did an episode on some digital tools that uh, network marketing leaders should have and use. And I did mention Flowdesk in there, but I didn't really dive deep. I just wanted to give you something a bit more simple. Um, But I want to talk a little bit more about it today. So if social media shut down or your company shut down, do you have your customer's contact information? Do you still have a business? And if not... It's time to come up with your plan B. And I think really we should turn this plan B into your plan A because this is something that is going to be yours, right? Like you've been able to nurture uh, these customers and all your your entire client base. You have information on what they love and what they need help with and you want to maintain that information somewhere. And so having an email list is a really great way to nurture your audience. And so what Dracy and I use and what I've used from the beginning is a platform called Flowdesk. I absolutely love it because I think there's so many modern templates that are eye catching. You could even find very specific topics. For example, if you were to give a freebie, they have these freebie templates. If you were to um, write a welcome email to new subscribers, they have something in place, or you could do it completely custom from scratch. And they just have such beautiful, like fonts um, and different drag and drop items that you could use in the email. Um, but there's also a free version, like I said, and there is definitely benefit fit to having the paid version but if you're brand new to this you're maybe even new to network marketing and you're not really sure what you would do out you know with this email list aside from maybe just sharing some extra value around your network marketing you might want to start with something free and so a free one that i personally would recommend is called mailchimp i've seen it used by many people the only difference well there's many differences but one main difference i would say between a free version of an email marketing website and a paid version is the amount of segments you can have. So what's really cool about segments is it essentially separates your clients into different categories. So you could have a category for people who really love maybe a specific product or service that you offer right? So every time you send out an email about that product or service, you're going to target that specific segment, right? Because you know that they're interested in that. So usually with a free version, you could only have one segment. So everyone's grouped into the same email. However, with a paid version, we actually have like multiple segments. So we know people who you know are interested in maybe branding. We know people who are very interested in just social media, people who are interested in the network marketing industry and like different areas of your business can be separated. Um, And so with Flowdesk, what's really cool about it as well too, is you can make forms, you can create um, like opt-in forms for freebies. And that's one way that you can actually collect emails. So we make a lot of forms because we love to give freebies away. In fact, we'll be talking about one at the end of this episode. Uh, But we also have, and I'll actually leave it in the show notes, a 50% off code where you guys can get Flowdesk for a year for 50% off to try it out. And most email marketing websites make it pretty simple that if you were to say change over, like let's say you started with a free uh version, maybe MailChimp, and then you wanted to move it over, you could move your contacts over pretty easily to a different platform. Um, it, they might make it a little bit more challenging with the easy version, but we do have a 50% off um code and it's obviously a great, much better deal than what you normally get. Um, paying full price so I'll leave that below if you guys do want to check out FlowDesk, and I believe there's even a free trial for like a week so you guys can test it out and see how it works and it's very self-explanatory like I think even you know everything you want to know about it there's tutorials right in the website and that's how I learned how to use it Um, but it has been amazing to do this. So let's actually talk about like some strategies for building and growing an email list and maybe why you would want an email list. So if you're just in network marketing and if you were to plan to say have another business outside of that, um, something that supports what you're doing in network marketing or not, I think that one thing you could do even just being in the industry is sending out an email however often that you can do it is really important. So whether that is once a week or even just once a month i know a lot of companies like send out emails once a month or even once a week sometimes just with deals like think about those companies that you subscribe to because you want to find out more information on when their deals are or maybe they send really cool recipes and tips right like i know myself when i started in network marketing i even subscribed to so many network marketing um like influencers that would basically teach me how to run a successful business. And I wanted to opt into their email list so that I could learn more, right? It's all about that free value. And so that's what you essentially want to put in there. So if you have, say, a business that's health and wellness focused, and maybe it's something where you make you know, maybe you make smoothies with it, like it's a protein powder, or maybe it is makeup and you want to teach them a new makeup look once a week or once a month. Maybe it's food like Epicure, right? You could send out recipes, like think of the free value around that. And then you could create an email list where every single month or every single week, you send them a new recipe or you send them a new idea. Uh, Maybe you even have your own exclusive discounts and stuff in that list. So that's a really great way to nurture your audience when you have them. But the question is, how do you actually? Start collecting emails for it? Well, one, if you are in the network marketing industry and you have customers and clients, you already have all their emails somewhere in your back office. So you just want to manually put them into your email marketing area so that you have that saved somewhere else besides just with your company or just on a social media platform. And so what we like to do is offer freebies and value. And that's one way to collect emails. And just to be completely transparent with you guys, we created this beautiful freebie I'm going to talk about at the end, all about unwrapping your brand. And we want you guys to show up more authentically online. We want to help people look more professional on social media. Like that's what we love to educate on. That's what we love to do. But in order to get that freebie, you got to put your email in one because we need to be able to send you the freebie. But two, we're also collecting those emails. So when we have special offers or exclusive courses or whatever coming out in the future, hint, hint, (laughs) you guys are going to be the first to know because we have your emails now, right? So offering freebies and free value is such a great way to start building up that list. Um, you could spread the word on social media, even just as, you know, if you're doing a live video, let's say on, um, a product or service that you offer, don't be scared to put a link in the bottom of that video saying, you know, subscribe to my email list for more with the link right in there, right? People are going to click that and subscribe if they like what you're sharing. And then also you could do this. You could get some emails through events. And so Tracy's been using this website lately called Eventbrite. So I'm actually going to pass it over to her really quickly to share a little bit on it. Cause she definitely has a lot of knowledge on that. And then I'll get into just a few tips for nurturing your email subscribers through um, the
0: email marketing website. So Tracy go ahead. Oh, no, thanks Tisha. And I just love what you're sharing. And I actually had a couple of tips that bumped in my head when you said that. Um, it's knowing when to send that, when to send your email. And like I was thinking right now, everything has been Black Friday, Black Friday. So my emails have been bombarded. And so I know that's another thing is be mindful when you send them out. Don't send them out on times when you know everyone else is sending them out. That would be my biggest tip. And as teacher was saying, even if you got it out monthly, that's great. But if you can't think of a quarterly email going out, just updating your your, your circle of what you're doing. Um, and last but not least is even if you have to do one a year, it's your Christmas letter, letting people know it doesn't matter how often it's just the fact that you're keeping in touch. And then as you step up in your business, you can step out in your email. So I just wanted to share that. But one of the big things I've been collecting emails, um, just especially within what I do is Eventbrite. I'm really big on events, online and offline events. So no matter whether my event's been either or, or I have always set it up as an Eventbrite. Um, people have to register and so I did this this series of events on the road and so every time they registered I was able to get their emails but then I'm able to promote, promote my next events and so now I'm doing all my events online so I have all the data I'm able to share with all those people that were at the past events to be able to go to these events and so Eventbrite's really good Uh, For no matter what you're doing, because I could share my zoom link to anybody in my Facebook group, but then I don't really know who shows up, but I say to them if they want the recording they got to be registered for the event. And that's how I'm able to really promote it. Um, But now I have extra emails and then I actually take those emails and I put them into uh, my database of emails and so that's probably my biggest strategy on collecting email addresses over and above our freebies.
1: Yeah, that's so smart. And honestly, at the end of the day, I think you're the one, Dracy, who says this all the time, is that this industry is all about events and everyday networking. And those are how you are going to create more contacts, how you're going to create more genuine connections. Um, So, you know, just having events, whether you use Eventbrite or maybe it's an in-person or online event, which people could still register through it. Dracy, by the way, a quick question on that. Uh, Is Eventbrite a paid platform or is there a free version?
0: Nope, there's definitely a free version. And again, it's up to how many events um, I've actually posted um, just in like in the past, I think three years since I've been using it over a 90 events I've actually posted. And because no matter how big or small my event is, I've put it through Eventbrite again, just to track um, and get the, the the email addresses. So because that's my active audience. And so uh, Eventbrite actually allows me to send emails as well, an email campaign towards that event, as well as um, I can sit like like send emails through it. So no matter what, so it's an actual email database as well.
1: Okay, awesome. I just wanted to make sure our audience was aware that they could do it for free or if if there's, I'm sure there's a paid and upgraded version, but if it's free, then, you know, definitely setting up an event, whether it be through Eventbrite or, even sometimes I've seen people do um, like Facebook groups, if your event is going to be online and you could even ask people, I've seen uh, put custom membership questions when people ask to join the group. And I've, I've uh, requested to join a lot of groups actually where one of the first questions they'll ask is what is your best email? And so that's how they're collecting emails. And then I'm sure, you know, I give my email and they manually put that into their list of emails. So um, I want to leave you guys just with a few tips for nurturing your email subscribers. So once you've grown your list, you start growing it, um, what you want to do. And Tracy gave a few quick tips there. But number one is be consistent. And consistent doesn't mean you have to do it every day. It doesn't even mean you have to do it every week or every month. Like Tracy said, just whatever you do, be consistent with it. Whatever you are able to pump out, whether that be a Christmas email, maybe for all the major holidays. Um, maybe it's for once a month, you're going to send out an email halfway or at the end of the month, just be consistent. Like if your audience knows what to expect they're also more likely I think to uh, subscribe right especially when people know that listen I'm not gonna use this to spam you this is strictly to give you guys you know free value um, tell you guys about the offers maybe there's exclusive deals you're gonna do Um, but just giving them kind of that awareness of what they can expect is important so your consistency um, is whatever you decide to make of it just make a choice and be consistent with it. Um, Another thing you could do is personalize these emails. So um, I'm sure you've got, you guys have gotten emails before where the email starts with your name. Hey, Tisha, guess what I just released? And you're like, oh my gosh, this email was for me. Well, you could do this really cool thing where you personalize it. So you could put, you know, like the name area and Usually, when people subscribe, when you uh, add sorry, add someone as a subscriber in one of your segments, and you put in their email, it'll ask for their first and last name, um, or it'll ask them if they opt into one of your forms, and that's how you get the email list. And it'll automatically input their name. So personalizing it just makes it um, again a lot more personal. It just grows on that connection. Uh, People really do feel just that you know you're really talking right to them, and that's what's important. Um, You can make it interactive as well. So um, putting in like. Uh, buttons, questions, right, in the email. And a lot of times, you know, you could even put reply to this email with what you think or reply to this email if you want to discuss this further. And anyone who replies, like, that's actually coming back to us or, you know, to the person that you reply to. And this way, you could actually have a conversation with them. So, it, it again, it, like, encourages them to engage with you. And buttons you could use. Um, you could create buttons to go to different areas. Like, maybe you wanted to check out a piece of your website or um, maybe it's just like a free, um, offer or little document you put together to give them tips on something, right. They click the button and it'll take them right there. And usually with like, uh, email marketing websites, uh, I know the paid version for sure, maybe even the free version, you could actually get like analytics and stats of who clicked the button so you could actually really see you know who's engaging with what and what your open rate is like it is so cool I could like geek out on this because it's (laughs) right up my alley and we've been doing this for some time Um, but even just putting things like colors and pictures right if you picked out some brand colors you know put some wording or just put some part of the email in those colors add pictures right if you're talking about what you've been up to lately maybe you're talking about how great of a summer you had and you would attended weddings, and you went here and there, like include a picture of you at one of those places, right? It's just something that's going to um, help people better connect with you as well on a more personal level. Um, And also having exclusive offers. So if you're again, actively in network marketing, and you're trying to nurture an email list, you know, you could put the company offers in there. But don't be scared to make your own specifically for your audience. Again, that's what's going to help you stand out amongst the 1000s of other people doing the exact same thing as you. And also, Um, the last tip I have here is just celebrate milestones with them right take people along for the journey with you and that's what's going to really I think take that next step and level and level up for you in your business so those are all my tips on the email list so I'll pass it back over to you Tracy.
0: Thank you Tisha so I guess everybody should uh, make sure they're on our email list so they can see what we are actually doing with it. (laughs) So there you go. So make sure you opt in to our email list. I will put it in the show notes, uh, which is good. I think we're going to have one going out in the next few days as well. So there, there you go. Um, what I was actually going to say. Um, in there is it's again, make it a strategy. Don't you know, like it's, it's nice. If you just feel like sending out an email, then that's great too. spontaneity is good, but having a strategy. So think about next year, 2024 is coming up big. And you know, like, what do you want to do differently? Do you want to start nurturing an email list so you can actually amplify your network marketing business um, in there? And so then let's talk about Facebook communities. That's certainly something that has been evolving over the last decade. And it's something I know I, I, I jumped into straight away when I first network, you know, Facebook groups came in with my business, but I did it for my team. So I really nurtured my team in that Facebook group. It was a great place to come together. And then it was now customers. And so you may be managing more than one uh, Facebook group and maybe you don't even have one yet. But the bottom line is you want to know why, you know, you want to do it because it increases engagement. It's great for target marketing. It improves your personal customer support, whether it's your customers or your distributors. Um, But it's definitely a great opportunity for collaboration within the group. um, And it helps increase brand awareness, whether it's your personal brand, but also the brand of the product. That's where you can really expand on it, because really in the social media space, You're really attracting people to you and your authentic self, but then in your Facebook group, you can really expand on the product and its awareness and the things that you love about it the most in your passions in there. But I really kind of like to think about it this way. If you think in your social media space on Instagram and Facebook, it's like when you leave your house. You kind of act and perform and dress up and when you leave your house a certain way. But when you're in your home, you're a little bit different, right? Like you're a little bit more relaxed. You're a little bit maybe less uh, worrying about what you're wearing or your makeup. And I really feel in your Facebook group, it's like you're you're at home. When people are in your Facebook group, you get to be a little bit more yourself. You're more relaxed. You get to show up without worrying about, do I have my hair or my lipstick on? Now, yes, we do try to put our lipstick and try to do our hair, but I feel I'm a lot more relaxed in my Facebook group. I can say and do things a lot differently, a lot more than I necessarily will do in my social media presence. And I like to bring that apart because when you know, once you realize that, it actually makes doing a Facebook group a lot more exciting to do. And so um, myself personally, I would just give you a few tips around that. I think it's really important to know why you're setting up your Facebook group, um, you know, having a really clear purpose around it and really setting up some expectations for the members. I think that's really good. Uh, it makes a difference. Um, you're Your group should still be visually appealing and attracting, um, you know, and just being able to show up on what's on your brain, because what makes the group so good is it fosters an actual community, and that's kind of why people get attracted to being in a Facebook group, and I know there's a lot of noise out there there's lots of different Facebook groups and I'm sure everyone listening to this is in a lot of different Facebook groups. So really think about the Facebook groups that stand out to you, the ones that you really appreciate being in, the one that you, ones that you're really engaging in, and think how can you bring that into your Facebook group so you can add value and share, because it's a place where you can share your company news, you can update people with the products, you can give them your own exclusive promotions, but again, you wanna have fun. If you're not having fun, then you're not, you're going to fail. Okay. That's the bottom line. If you're not having fun, you're going to fail in your Facebook group um, and in your business. And I wouldn't be doing this, but then again, fun is probably one of my highest values. So have some fun with it. Um, again they talk about being consistent is important but again at the end of the day you just got to be consistent to what works for you Um, but again work through your brand strategy how often do you want to show up in that group and again if you have more than one group you got to really work through that of what's important because I know myself personally I think I manage about four or five groups maybe more um, and they get different attention at different times Uh, right now you know um, the big thing is um, I'm doing a challenge you know um a detox challenge and so in there i share a lot of information but to my family and friends um i may be do, cooking a recipe for that challenge and 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 i just i say did you want to put my recipe and so people want the recipe and i go well you can join my facebook group you can see me do the demo and get the recipe that has driven so much attention and if you really monitor and measure the things that you do in your social media that drives people into your facebook group um, stick with the things that are working that's it i never realized the power of recipes and what it does now if you do food in in in, in your business and in your health and wellness then that's great but maybe you do makeup people want to see a presentation or making up a mix for a, a demo um of some great lip gloss or you know uh, applying your your makeup so it stays all day long like if you were to do that and you said that like Tisha, I know you got some great stuff out there. And if you were to say to me how you can, you know, what's the actual steps or how do you get effectively, you know, um, can you know work through your eyes and I wanna know that. <laughs> so that can help drive people into your Facebook group, but maybe you sell cleaning products. I would like to know some special recipes on with essential oils or selling essential oils and special recipes and some hacks on cleaning your home. Those are really great ways to drive people into your group, but then in the group, you can do more expand on demos. Um, and I just learned something. I always love the, the um, tax benefits our business has on stock and products, um, running my household expenses and things like that. But I just realized after 30 years, um, when I was doing a demo, pardon me, a live demo, that um, my grocery shopping bill, I got to write off today. Uh, I thought that was super cool. So I'm gonna do more live demos on cooking uh, just because now I can write off more of my meals. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Anyway, again, getting back to some best practices, I highly recommend use the tools that Facebook has in there. You can do polls. You can run events within there. It allows you to increase your engagement and participation. Now that I've done my uh, demo on that cooking this special recipe, Um, I challenge the people that are joining me to do it. And it's so good seeing them sharing their own recipes in that actual special group. So it certainly works, it makes a difference. Um, There's lots of different tips. We almost could do an incredible um, amount of training around that. But I think what you need to know is um, you need to have a group so you can nurture it. You need to have these email lists so you can make a, a difference and have that data because it is king. And how you can see how this could be overwhelming and I really get that again, it's becomes a place where you decide to not do anything when it becomes overwhelming. And you wonder how does Tish and I do this, <laughs> the podcast, our own businesses, the Facebook pages, our Facebook groups, Well, AI has been a really big um, influence for us. It's really helped us. It's really been a game changer. Not only has it allowed us to do our social media a lot more smoothly, it helps us critique our our emails. I'm not the best writer per se, but I got lots of ideas and I get to put it down on on, on paper. And so it's allowed me to just kind of spell check, help me with my ideas. But I think the big thing is it allowed me to do a lot more. I think it's 10x my productivity And so, um, you know, we're sharing so much that maybe Tisha and I have to do something on AI. Maybe we need to do something on Flowdex, Tisha. Maybe I need to do something on Eventbrite. I don't know, whoever's listening, maybe put in the comments if you want to see more training or topics of us do this. But that's what I have to say about Facebook today.
1: Yeah, and I totally agree with you. Like, um, Facebook groups have been huge for building my personal business and just different, even with the Unwrapped Leader. Like, we've created, like you were saying, how many groups you manage. I can't even count, probably on two hands, how many groups I manage (laughs) or micromanage. Um, But I think what's important is that you're serving people in the group that you have. And it's with value that they can't get anywhere else. Like you want to give them a reason uh, to be a part of that group. And I think the big goal and what I realized with uh, my customer group at one point was that I could show up almost every day and post. But the best part of the Facebook group is when it's not necessarily you running it it's your members that begin to run it. And when I started to see that, where if I went away on a holiday for a week, but there's still like at least one to whatever, three posts a day in the group without me even really showing up because I'm busy all of a sudden, to me, that means, I've created a really great group here. I've created an incredible community of people who now feel comfortable with each other. They feel safe in that space. And that's what you want to make sure as well is that these groups are a safe space for people to post and share. You want to encourage sharing in there um, because it makes a huge difference. And that's how you're going to create just more loyal customers and more, uh, more loyal uh, client base. So Facebook communities, are absolutely amazing for doing that. So um, just a quick recap, guys, a part of your overall brand strategy, you want to make sure you are using attraction marketing on your social media and that you're nurturing your audience with email lists, with events, with Facebook groups. These are all great ways to do that so you guys can amplify your audience, um, because they want to be on this journey with you, right? Just be yourself through your brand, uh, be authentic and just go that extra mile by keeping tabs on your people and letting them know that, you know, you're someone that they can come to with anything and you could do that just by being very personal and you know, tweaking a few things, making um, sure your Facebook community is, you know, very uh, well connected with them. And, and having that email list is just that extra level up that I think if you haven't started doing yet, you should definitely get into. So now, you know, I want to quickly just talk about this freebie that Tracy and I created. If you guys just click the show notes below, um, we created a freebie called five steps to unwrap your brand. And we have an entire social media MVP course that talks about uh, branding and how to show up authentically online and just looking more professional online. So people start taking your network marketing business more seriously. So we wanted to give you the five steps laid out completely free. uh, So you guys can just start working on your social media and taking those first few basic steps um, to unlocking that brand and just starting to figure out who it is that you really are and how you're going to start portraying that on your social profile so make sure you guys go grab the freebie below and a quick little sneak peek on next week's topic it is all about unlocking business opportunities for 2024 so if you are ready to push on the gas and dive into 2024 with a big bang we have some great stuff in store for you guys so make sure you guys don't miss out on next week's episode all about unlocking business opportunities and also if you haven't yet Like the video, comment your biggest takeaways. Uh, Make sure you share with your team if you feel that this could add value to them. Subscribe to our channel. And of course, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, just we would so appreciate a a five-star review as it helps us grow here. So thank you guys so much for listening in. And we can't wait to chat with you guys next week. Bye guys.